a sneak peek at what's coming up next. Yes, but at the same token, though, I was still that same person before somebody ever diagnosed me. I still had bipolar before I got diagnosed bipolar. I was autistic before I ever got diagnosed autistic. Yeah, and I think having a, an explanation for some of the, the issues I've had in the past where right. I used to just say, well, I'm just weird or I'm different or yeah. something wrong with me. I blame myself for numerous different reasons. I'd say, well, I'm just weird or mm-hmm. I wasn't socialized well as a kid or I had all these different excuses for what, what was wrong with me. Explanations. Um, whatever. Reasoning. But people did, you know, people had problems with me and I didn't understand it, but it made sense to them. Mm-hmm. Didn't make sense to me and I could never seem to understand why people had a problem with certain things I was doing or saying mm-hmm. or why I was being offensive or why I was doing this, why I was being rude. Uh, so having some sort of thing to attach it to is good but I don't know if it's necessarily made me any better welcome to another episode of on the spectrum podcast what <laughs> what it's just your your radio announcer voice your your game show host mode every time every time, every time. why is it surprising to you it's, then uh, I find it a bit cringy, that's all. That's, you know, that's I don't you point out you. the things that you do that I find cringy, but that's okay. Anyway, moving on. All right. So, welcome to another episode of On the Spectrum Podcast. My name is Nick. And I'm Stephen. And unfortunately, we're going to lack in any bit of enthusiasm. And I'm Tom Brokaw. At the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to lack in all bits of enthusiasm. So, as I always do, if you like, dislike, disagree with, agree with anything you hear on the podcast, please comment. We'll get back to you. Let's have a conversation. You don't have Let's to overcompensate now. I don't know how the middle works, okay? I have a hard time with the middle. Well, from, welcome to... Right. Well, I mean... I would like to yeah, yeah, yeah. soothe your soul with all... the sweet sounds of jazz. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fucking great. Kenny G and me. <laughs> you turned into uh, Casey Kasem. <laughs> I did. I did. And welcome back to the top 40. Um, I'm Casey Kasem. Yeah. So uh, so uh, I don't really have a middle. So you can either go with one or the other. That's Casey Kasem, right? The guy was like, I'm Casey yeah, Kasem. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like Let I was Paul saying. Let uh, take you into the sky with the sounds of wings. Yeah. <laughs> He was the one who also did on this date and shit. Oh, like the advice, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like... It sounds no, no, like no. your wife is struggling. No, no, not advice. Oh. But, like, he was, like, in 1943, on oh, today's date in 1912... I thought people would call in and talk about their personal stuff sometimes. Maybe... Well, on Casey Kasem? Yeah. No, he was the... the, the, the yeah, you know, he did music. DJ. Yeah, yeah. But I thought he also sometimes would talk to callers. Oh, that could be true. I don't know. Yeah, that could be true. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I don't listen to the radio, okay? I'm a millennial. Nobody does anymore, okay? Nobody. I did. Yeah, I did once upon we a time. We used to take blank cassette tapes and record songs off the yeah, radio. that's right. That's right. Okay, anyway. Yeah. So anyway, like so Nick, I was trying to say, if you like, dislike, agree with, disagree with anything that we say, please give some feedback. Uh, let's talk a little bit. Let us know what you think uh, we were right or wrong about. Whatever the case may be, it doesn't actually matter, but let's keep a conversation going because that's the only way we're all going to learn. So Nick doesn't know exactly what I'm going to bring up today. No, not really. I was given a title. That's about it. So I was thinking earlier, um, knowing now, 
that I am on the spectrum mm -hmm. and knowing all, many other things that I know, I guess, knowledge and, and wisdom, right? That you attain, you accumulate. Sure. You accumulate wisdom through your experiences as you get older. Relatively right? sure. Um, all things being considered, because we don't need to be too pedantic about it. You can just say, all right, yes, people generally. You know, I'm going to be. Right? Get wiser as they get older. Yes, some people are dumb their whole lives. Yeah, you know, I'm going to be pedantic at some point. But the point oh, I'm and, trying to make. And, and semantics, too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Say your thing. As we get older. Mm -hmm. And even though I've I've learned a lot more and I've gained a lot more wisdom as getting older, I don't feel like things are necessarily easier in regards to, I guess you could say life in general, but also more specifically, I was thinking about dealing with being on the spectrum, dealing with anxiety or some of the, some of the symptoms, some of the effects of being on the spectrum. Because mm -hmm. I want to say symptoms, it's more like if you have a panic attack or you get overwhelmed, you get anxiety but some of those things caused by sensory overload or mm -hmm. things but those things don't get necessarily easier and in fact i think at least in my case maybe other people's cases i think sometimes it's harder as the older i get harder to deal with certain things it's easier for me to mask it's easier for me to fit in or deal with certain things mm -hmm. like i know how to handle things better right but it doesn't make it easier for me to deal with on the inside i think sometimes it it's actually harder. And I think in some ways there's, there's the, uh, you know, the idea that ignorance is bliss mm -hmm. and that some of the happiest people are just people who don't really know a lot, how a whole lot. So if you, let's say you're, you're a child and you're a young child, doesn't mean you can't experience pain or fear, or all these things, but you have less things to worry about you know less things. If you're somebody who's not very bright, maybe you're not very smart, maybe you don't know a lot of things, mm -hmm. maybe there's a lot less for you to worry about. So in some ways, like not being very smart or, or being ignorant about a bunch of things can be in a way blissful because you, what are you concerned about? You don't know anything. Who cares? You have nothing to worry about. You just walk through life. And, but I, I think, I don't know. I think things are, not any easier being older. Well, so the only response I have to that to begin with, not counting all the other things that I wanted to say, but I didn't. Um, who said it was supposed to? I didn't say it's supposed to, but I think the people have people seem to have this this general idea that it does. Right. Well, that's but that's kind of where what I what I was getting at there is like. Everybody has this belief that uh, the older we get, the easier life becomes. And who the fuck said that? Like, I know a bunch of people who live their life according to that and, and hold this belief that at some point things will get easier and they're working as hard as they can now because they want it to be easier eventually. But I've never seen anybody actually get to that easy part yet. Well, it's also the accumulation of wisdom or whatever you want to call it like uh as you get older because you learn more mm -hmm. hopefully you're you're figuring things out sure. sure as you get older you know how to deal with things like i mentioned like there's things i know how to deal with better mm -hmm. i know how to handle certain situations better but i don't know if that at the end of the day makes me feel any better 
on the inside, especially like if you learn how to mask better, mm-hmm. it's going to help you in some situations. Maybe it's going to cause less social friction. But I don't know at the end of the day if it actually makes me feel any better on the inside. But, but should it? I don't know. Well, I, so I, I think when it comes to what you're talking about, like you're saying the more you know, the more you've lived. But no matter how much information you get, you don't get any happier. Well, maybe, maybe for you at least, or for anybody else, it's not the accumulation of knowledge that is going to make anybody happy. Maybe it's what we do with that knowledge that can make us happy. And on that, what does happy really look like? Um, I don't know. I think it, that's kind of a personal question. Depends on the individual. Kind of, but that's kind of what I'm getting at because so, okay, I had somebody once say to me that they've been depressed for months, okay? And and I said, okay, cool. And they were like, well, well, what should I do about it? And I said, well, you said you've been feeling that way for months now. Well, what happened to start it? Well, nothing really. I was like, so were you depressed for longer than that? Well, probably. You know, I only just started noticing a couple months ago. And I said, okay, so why do you think you're depressed? And and somebody might argue, you know, we know ourselves best. And I, I would actually say most of us don't actually know certain parts of ourselves the best or we get kind of delusional about certain things or we a little unaware at times. But anyway, so after talking to this person for a little while, kind of everything they expressed to me, they said, no, it must have been for a lot longer that they've been feeling this way. And I actually posed the question of whether it was depressed or that they expect themselves to feel a different way than they do. So it's not really depression uh, per se, but they just, they felt lower than they felt they should. And I said, well, let's flip that around. Are you happy? No. Well, how do you know you're not happy? And they named off a bunch of reasons. And I said, okay, but does that automatically make you depressed? And they said, well, yeah, because if you're not happy, you're depressed. And I said, well, what about everything in between? So the reason why I asked, you know, about what makes somebody happy. There's a lot of the times where people hold happy or sad to mean a very specific thing. And at times the absence of one people will describe as being the other. Did I just walk like in a weird way? Well, I don't know if I'm talking about being happy or sad necessarily. I'm just, no, no, what, what I mean with all that is, like you said, when you gather all this knowledge and it doesn't necessarily make people happy, yeah, but it also didn't make anybody sad in the process. Either, I was saying though, it, and I don't it doesn't think, make it easier to deal with all those. But it also doesn't make it harder. So if you're if you're able to deal with situations and, uh-huh. and you, let's say you know the, uh, let's say theoretically there yeah. is a best way to handle a certain situation. Sure. So there's, there's one best way. There's yep. 15 different ways you can solve a problem, uh-huh. but this one way you've learned through your experience is the right. best way. Does that, what, the results that happen afterwards or the, the feelings that happen to you on the inside during the process of completing whatever it is or solving whatever that problem is, does that actually change how you feel about everything or change the effect on you as a person? Does it make anything better or worse? Does it Does it change how you feel or is it just, doesn't fucking matter. Um, in an overall, I would say it shouldn't have an effect at all. But I think just accomplishing something should make us feel a little bit more of a elevated level of something. 
positive. I'm not going to say, you know, feel good about yourself or whatnot, because I don't know how people would respond necessarily. But like in one aspect, you feel a little good about yourself because you completed a task, because you solved the problem, you, you know, put it into practice, you figured out you're smart, yay, go for you. But at the same time, you could still feel shitty about other things in your day. So, yeah, I think there's there's kind of layers to what I'm talking about because it's yeah. not one specific thing. Right. I think on one hand, I could say that the more that I learn about the world and the more that I learn about different things, mm -hmm. sometimes it makes me feel just more, I don't want to say depressed, but it's just a, kind of an overall negative outlook mm -hmm. on life in general or pessimism. Okay. okay. Uh, now, so now it's, it's not necessarily a depression, although it can be, it can be, it can make me feel personally sad mm -hmm. or personally feel be a sense of hopeless, hopelessness or something mm -hmm. that like, well, there's all these fucked up things in the world that I have no control over, or there's all these just horrible things going on, or people are just shitty to each other. Right. There's only so much I can do as an individual. But on the, the other hand, there also are a lot of things that affect me personally mm -hmm. that are sad or depressing that I, there's, there's certain things you have control over and there's certain things you don't. But I think sometimes gaining more wisdom and more knowledge over time you would think might help you better deal with those feelings. But I, in some instances and in many instances, I feel like it makes things worse because then I feel like I'm worrying about more things or I'm, there's more things that I'm thinking about that are just sad. There's like all the sad shit going on in the world that like, had I been ignorant of it, I wouldn't think about it. It wouldn't bother me or That's right. you studying behavior. Mm -hmm. If you didn't know all the things that you know, or didn't learn as much about, human behavior as you have, maybe you wouldn't be as self-conscious at times. You wouldn't be so concerned about how other people feel about you because you wouldn't know, you wouldn't give a shit how they're acting. I, I would actually say that in that specific, it actually helped me by, by knowing those things more. Um, because I was always aware uh, and always self-conscious about other people's judgments. But I didn't know where those judgments were coming from. I didn't know why people were judging. What if you pick me? up on someone's body language or their behavior and it tells you that they have a problem with you? Mm -hmm. Does that cause more conflict? Um, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean, there are times where it has, yes, because I'd call somebody out on it and I'd just be like, look, I know there's a problem because your tone of voice, the words you're using, and your body language are dictating that you got a fucking problem with me. What the fuck? I think but I also learned by getting older which is kind of counter to your point, but I learned as I got older, sometimes I don't need to call that out because if they're not willing to have the conversation with me, that's on them, not me. So in regards to autism or yes. mental health in general, yes, uh, or neurodivergencies, any, anything related to something that makes you different. I, I think there's also a part of it where the more you learn about it, and we can fall into the trap of making excuses for ourselves not to try to be better mm -hmm. or being defeatist and mm -hmm. just assuming that things aren't going to be able to get better because, well, no matter what happens, the world's going to shit on me because I'm different mm -hmm. or people aren't going to treat me the right way. Absolutely. And so I might as well just fucking give up. Right. And I'm not saying that I feel like that, but it, there are times where I feel like that. But I'm saying I don't know if like learning more and trying to explore all these things has made me feel better all the time. Sometimes it makes me feel worse. 
So here, here's my question. If you didn't know that somebody was making fun of you, is that better than knowing somebody made fun of you? Uh, it can be, yeah. Sure, at times. So like, for but instance, if you have somebody who is uh, DD or somebody mm-hmm. who is, I don't, I don't I don't know all like somebody who who is uh, their mental capacity is at a state where like they don't they're not aware of everything going on around them. They they're could, developmentally delayed. Yeah. In some capacity. So DD or yeah. even if maybe they're autistic and they just don't pay attention to what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. People can say all the shit they want about that person and they're not going to give a fuck. They don't care because they don't know. Mm-hmm. So in a way, yes. Like if if people are talking shit about me all the time and saying I'm a horrible person or saying all these mean, nasty things about me, if I'm not aware of it, it doesn't exist to me. I don't care. I mean, I would actually argue that just because you don't hear uh, the direct wording that somebody is, you know, making fun of you, um, you're still going to know because of the impact that person has on others around you. Because possibly if, if people don't want to be around you and you don't know why people don't want to be around you. You're still going to know people don't want to be around you. But if you're if you're a person who is autistic or DD uh-huh. in some way, and uh-huh. you don't pay attention to anybody else, you're probably not going to care if no one's around you. But as long you, as, like, like, let's just take this from a level one stance and and not talk about any other level or or any other grouping of people. Let's just talk about level one autistics. Um, we still do want to be around people. I mean, Sometimes. there is still a part of us. <laughs> no, there's still a part of us internally <clears throat> where we're still human. We're still part of that, you know, uh, uh, social animal that a human being yeah. is. Now, because of things that have happened to in our lives, we may want to have less social contact than other times. But in general, uh, human beings are social animals, right? They want to be around other human beings at times. And if nobody wanted to be around you, if people just gave you passive aggressive bullshit excuses or bullshit reasons why they don't want to hang out with you, you're going to know no matter how, no matter how oblivious you may or may not be about social cues at some point, you're going to pick up on how everybody fucking is busy all the time and nobody wants to be around me. Nobody got five minutes to talk to me. You're going to start to question how come. And so even if you don't know that somebody's making fun of you or spreading rumors about you or talking shit about you, you're going to know the effect of it based on that too. Or maybe maybe you're doing something socially that is just really off-putting to other people, and if somebody just fucking told you, you would fucking know. And then you could do something about it. Yeah. You know, I, so I always err, and, and <clears throat> I might as well just say this now in this conversation, I always say the more you know, the better. Period. Okay. Now, are there times, especially after getting diagnosed with bipolar and then autism, were there times where I had to come to terms with that and what that would mean and have to go through like an identity shift, an identity crisis, if you will, kind of, you know, adapting this new thing into who I am? Yes. But at the same token, though, I was still that same person before somebody ever diagnosed me. I still had bipolar before I got diagnosed bipolar. I was autistic before I ever got diagnosed autistic. Yeah, and I think having a, an explanation for some of the, the issues I've had in the past where right. I used to just say, well, I'm just weird or I'm different or yeah. something wrong with me. I blame myself for numerous different reasons. I'd say, well, I'm just weird or mm-hmm. I wasn't socialized well as a kid or I had all these different excuses for what well, was wrong with me. Explanations. Um, 
whatever. Either Reasonings. way. But people did, you know, people had problems with me and I didn't understand it, but it made sense to them. Mm-hmm. Didn't make sense to me. And I could never seem to understand why people had a problem with certain things I was doing or saying, mm-hmm. or why I was being offensive or why I was doing this, why I was being rude. Uh, so having some sort of thing to attach it to is good, but I don't know if it's necessarily made me any better. But it, but it also hasn't made you any worse. By better, I just mean how I'm able to handle and process things or if it's made my life any better, my quality of life. But there's a potential that it could. And that's that's something about having that knowledge that's important because if you didn't have that knowledge, you would still be stuck in that plateau of thinking, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why in the fuck am I different? Now you know why you're different and now you have an yeah. opportunity to do something I used to different. Refer to myself as an android. Yeah. Or a robot or so, a uh, what's the one? But think about this. If if you're insulting yourself because of some of these traits, now you know that it's not just a behavior trait. It's not just a thing you did that you feel as if you have no control over. You literally have found out that you didn't have control over some of that. Like it's not a choice that you made to say things offensively at times. You were just saying it and other people happen to get offended. You were just saying it. Well, there was certain social expectations or, you know, I like to make jokes. So you might say something that you may make a joke that it's not the joke. That's necessarily the problem. Mm -hmm. It's the context, like the situation being situationally aware. Like, hey, now's not a good time to make that kind of joke. Right. And and that's a deficit, if you will. Yeah. That's a downside to it. But at times, there might have been uh, a period where you were kicking yourself in the face about those moments. And now it's now you're one, one of the things it's was people would ask me to be honest with them and I would tell them the truth and they would get mad at me. Right. Or oh, at least I was told that, too. Like uh, it used to be if someone would say, <laughs> um, I don't have a good example of something that actually happened to me, but it would be a situation if a friend said, Hey, do you think I'm fat? Mm. And they gained a lot of weight. I would be, yeah, I think you think you gained a lot of weight recently. Like I would just tell them the truth. Right. Did you learn at some point that that's not what they want? Yes. But that means that I have to lie to them when like, if they're asking me the question, they already know that they've gained a bunch of weight. Yes. So why should me lying to you is not going to help you. Why don't you just flip it around that way? Why'd you ask? Well, because I just wanted to know your opinion. No, you didn't. You like, I'm me not to passing judgment on you because yeah. you like, wanted me to confirm or deny what the fuck you just yeah, said. Yeah, like I'm not judging you because you're fat. I'm your friend. But right. like if you right. got fat and you asked me, hey, did I get fat? Yeah, you did. But like I'm okay with it. You're- so here's what I was trying to get at is like it knowing that you're autistic or, or having a diagnosis from somebody or even speculating, right? Self-diagnosis, speculating that you might be autistic. It's going to cause you to question a whole lot of things. And some people would say, well, has it made my life better? I think what you do with that information is the determining factor of whether it is bettering or not. So if you sit back and continue to do the same things you did before, if you continue to beat yourself up in the same way you did before, if you continue to say things like I'm just making excuses like you did before, and if you do a lot of these other negative kind of connotation things that have tendency to, to suppress a person, then I don't think that knowledge gained was a good thing. But if you, through gaining that knowledge of you being autistic or you being diagnosed or, or believing that you are, whatever the case may be, if you take that knowledge and then 
expand your own understanding of yourself because of it and understand that there are times where you were overstimulated, getting too much going on sensory wise and well, you lashed out at people, but now you know to look out for certain things. It's kind so of what I was saying before about better. getting older and maybe gathering more knowledge. Yeah. But also I think wisdom would be more like knowing how to apply it. Well, yeah, but you got to learn how to do that. Well, that's well, maybe like, because I guess knowing things isn't enough. It's knowing what to do with it. Right. right. Well, you, you could be the smartest guy on the planet, but if you don't know how to apply the information, then you're fucked. Yeah. There's like kind of the, 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 the old man wisdom. The Oh, good God. Old man wisdom. Grandpa, grandpa facts, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or you, grandma too. Grandma says something that maybe, maybe grandma doesn't know as much as you. She grew up in a different time. She didn't have right. access to as much information as you did. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that she's dumb necessarily. That's there can true. be, like, you know, they call it old people wisdom. They they oh. just know shit from going through life. Right. You pick up on things. Right. Maybe it's not tangible. Maybe you can't you can't draw an equation on a chalkboard to say this is true. But there's some truth to it because they right. lived through some shit. Right. Yeah, I'm with you on it. No, no, no. And I I I agree. Um, <coughs> I I will say that. Far too often, people think just because somebody's older, they're wise. And that's not a true statement. Sometimes people think that just because somebody's been doing something for a really long time, they're smarter at it than somebody who hasn't been doing it as long. And that's not true either. Well, uh, I also think that newer generations have a tendency to discount older generations. Well, they do because they only see all the bad that generation did. They didn't. They don't necessarily see a lot of the things that brought us to people where we look are at, people, in a good way, too. People look at boomers or older generations like, oh, they're dumb. They don't know anything. They don't know how to use computers. They right. don't know this. They don't know that. Yeah, yeah, they polluted the earth. They were racist, all that shit. Or if you look back at people from five, 600 years ago, mm-hmm. and we think that we're so evolved compared to those people. But we what? do... Oh, we think we're so evolved comparatively to 500 years ago. Like the people from five or 600 years ago were um, barbaric or they were dumb or like, we really haven't changed that much. Like, do you think that you're much better and much smarter than the founding fathers? Do I think that I'm smarter? Yeah. Um, I can't, I I don't think there's a way to equate that. I'm just saying that we, well, no, and here's the reason why we think that. our generation is so much better, so much smarter. We look back on people in history and think that they're like basically the Flintstones. Yeah, but I see. I think that's uh, what. What do we call it when um, uh, when we're looking at other people's cultures through our lens? What do we call it? Uh, moral relativism. Well, that's yeah. Well, that's Hold on, uh, I'm getting somewhere with this. I had to remember that term though. Just like we do that uh, inappropriately. In a lot of time, in a lot of ways, I also think that when we look back on previous generations and critique them, I, I think we're also doing a disservice to ourselves because I don't think we can say that we're smarter or dumber or or any of that. I think I don't think we can equate it in the same way because the founding fathers didn't have the founding fathers develop a document in which all of these other events have yeah. happened because of, I mean, right? We're, we're progressive compared to them, but they were progressive compared to other people at the time. Right. And, and that's kind of the thing. Like we can't, we can't decide that we're smarter than somebody else who didn't have the influences that we had. There's like, there's no way to make that equivalency. And I, and you're right. A lot of folks, a lot of younger generation do that. Um, I, I heard somebody say that it, um, <laughs> that if the constitution was written today, it would be written so much better. And I kind of thought to myself, because initially I was like, no, it wouldn't. And then I thought to myself, 
Well, yes. Wait, no. Because if they didn't have the constitution itself that we have currently to work off of, then the one they made I think today, the answer is maybe. Well, I mean, obviously it's going to come down to maybe in the end. It's just I was kind of listening to the way the person kind of went about saying it. They were saying, well, here's what they would do differently. Here's what they would do differently. Yeah, everyone here's thinks they, that they, they, they have all the contrast. answers. If, if they were only in charge of yeah. the Soviet Union, it would have been a paradise. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, if I was running the U.S. government, here's what would happen. Yeah. But if all of the people who have done that job, listen, if I was the one in charge of the done it. cultural revolution, if I was the yep. one in charge of the of all of these, things, yes, if I was in charge of the school board at blah blah blah, if I was the teacher of X Y Z, if I was the governor there, yeah, everybody always loves doing that. It's just it, for one, you're an idiot for thinking that. You're you're an idiot for thinking that that you could do it better. Period, and no, you can't. Um, here's why I'll say that. And some people will be like, "Fuck you! I know I could do a better job than blah 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 because I know blah blah blah." You're literally saying that that means that person doesn't know that, but we don't know that either. Um, I think I think everyone has done as best as they could. Given the circumstance, given what came before, well, I don't them, think that I would of, do a better job factors. necessarily than. Biden or Trump or that I'm smarter than either of them. However, what Can I would say, I say that I'm smarter than both, but I don't think I'd do a better job. I think that because I think I'm smarter than both of them, but I don't think I'd do a better job in politics. Who's you looking at? I was looking at myself. Okay. Uh, I have a hard time not looking at the screen. I'm going to put it over here. You don't, don't do that either. I'm going to move it up. Cause why I have I usually, to look at you. I turn it off the screen. I move it to another screen. So you, yeah, look you know, it. I also look away from you as okay. well. I don't think that I'm smarter or better than Trump or Biden. I was, but what I do think, at least in my own opinion, because uh -huh. I can only base it on myself, I think that I would be somebody who, if I was given power, right. that I wouldn't be the type of person who would be likely to try. I, I, I think that I would, I don't know how to, the best way to describe this. I think I would be harder to corrupt. Or, and I think it, it would, it would be harder to have me make decisions that based on my own personal benefit, not that I'm saying that either one of those two people do necessarily those right. things, but I'm saying I think it would be hard for me as a politician because I think because I have very strong feelings about certain things, it'd be very hard to get me to make decisions based on strictly my own personal feelings about things or strictly my own whatever. I think I would always try to do what I thought was the right thing, whether that's the right thing or not, because right. the right thing is subjective. Yeah, that's but what I think I, that I would yeah. always try to do what I thought the right thing was. And I don't think that all politicians do that. I think a lot of politicians do not always do what they actually believe is to be the right thing. They just do. They sometimes do what the best thing is. And some, other times they do things because other competing interests. I, I would actually say, and, and you're right, I should correct my statement from before. I think I'm more intelligent than both of them. I don't think I'm smarter. I think both of them are smarter than I am in a lot of ways because I have a very limited scope of what I actually know. Um, I, I will say that. I got tested twice. Yeah. But, yeah, that was your HIV test. Right? <laughs> and positive isn't good. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, All right. Uh, no, I – so – I don't think anybody could actually truly say that. I mean, I know that's how you feel about it. And 
you know, valid and all that jazz because you feel that way. But I don't think anybody could actually say that they feel that they could do a better job in it due to I don't I don't know if it would be we better. We don't know because we don't know. I think how we, we would react. I think it would be better, but I don't know if anyone else, everyone yeah, else, would feel well, the same that's, way. That's the other thing, and I also think every single politician steps up to every single choice, believing that they are making the right choice. I think every single time they think they're making the right choice. Maybe they convince themselves of that. I, one way or the other, I think that they think that it it is the best choice for their constituents, for America, for whoever. They're actually doing that, and it's not because I'm I'm naive and I have just you know uh, uh, good faith in them or whatnot. I think this way: whether you agree with uh, uh, former President Trump. Uh, whether you agree with Ted Cruz or you agree with uh, give me give me a Democrat, the name of a Democrat, Chuck Schumer, great that guy, Nancy Pelosi, na- that per that human being. Whether you agree or disagree with the things they have done, regardless of what motivation you feel the person has benefited from or not, okay. Yeah. I think they acted in what at the time they felt was in the best interest for whatever decision making they had to make. Now, does that mean that the choice they made for on whatever, you know, uh, topic is that choice ultimately best in that topic? No, but maybe they made that decision because they were they wanted help with some other piece of legislation. I think I would, they thought would benefit people. And the name of the game in politics is how do you wheel and deal? Yeah, I mean, well, if we're talking strictly about presidents, I mean, the president doesn't write legislation anyway. He so, doesn't. But and even if he vetoes, Congress I would can put it through anyway. I would actually try to do mm-hmm. what a lot of politicians say they're going to do, but don't actually do, which is try to work with everybody. There's a lot of the. There's a lot of the, um, especially, you know, over the last like 50 years or so, like the the bullshit back and forth between mm-hmm. different parties. I don't care about the the partisan bullshit. I, I think that's all for theater. I, I I think every time the the majority leader, the minority leader or or speaker of the house, whatever party they are, when they get up and say, well, everybody on that side of the aisle, they're just blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, oh, they're just doing this. I think that's all for fucking show. I think ultimately behind closed doors in some of these committees, they do about 10 minutes of talking about the topic and then like a couple of hours of bullshit. There are a lot of people from the house who talk about people in the house and in the Senate Mm -hmm. who will talk shit to each other all the time. Right. They go for drinks after and hang out. Yeah, uh, that's like, honest to God, I think that's really what happens a lot. I think they get in front of a camera and they go, well, you know. Uh, um, uh, Mitch, I don't think that's good for the nation. Though. Mitch, Mitch McConnell is stopping us from doing this vote. And we think this is a great bit of legislation. I don't think, that, I don't for think that's good for the country, though. I I think it's exactly what people want. There's too much conflict between. No, I think it's what people want. Um you know why? Because people don't bitch about that part. Well, I don't hear people, people used about to that. make fun of e- the other side. Like wh- when I was growing up, I remember the left and the right making fun of each other all yeah. the time and picking on each other or talking, talking smack. But yeah. I, I feel like it's gotten worse, not necessarily the smack talking itself, but the way people act. Yeah. Maybe that's because of 24 hour news cycles where the news is always on and Fox news and all these. Um, it's maybe mm-hmm. more of the talking heads, the, the people, Mm. Uh, you know, conservative radio talk show hosts and all those types of folk who are, you know, uh, getting up people's feelings and watch. And I will say this, any 
Rush Legion. Limbaugh. Yeah, Rush Limbaugh. Uh, watch. Although he's pretty tame compared to some of the people nowadays. No, now, but yet he used to be the far right. Uh, he used to be the voice of the people. Anyway, uh, listen to any one of these news channels, right? Uh, especially the TV ones. That when any major event happens, right? Like uh, this coming election cycle or or uh, when the budget gets voted on in another couple of months. Watch how all of them will pick and choose these small little clippets, sound bites, right? Which can be utilized in good ways. But they'll take one and in that 24-hour news cycle, they'll play it a hundred fucking times. And every time they play it, we'll have a slightly different way of describing the motherfucker. Uh, there was, um, I forget what Republican it was, but at some point throughout a day, the the description, you know, the context that was put on this uh, soundbite went from... They just came out of session. Uh, how is it going? And they were describing something. And then it went to how the person, the senator really feels about working with Democrats. Like that's how the narrative changed within a 24 hour period of time of how it was described. Right. But that changes completely how people are going to hear something. And so I like absolutely believe the next time some major fucking thing, you know, a uh, a news something or other, listen to how they describe those sound bites and how it alters throughout the day, the description. Yeah. I think we need more truth tellers out there like Tucker Carlson. Oh God. He's kidding. <laughs> he's, he's kidding. Mostly, mostly. Um, um, I'm kidding. You, you know what I think we do need here? Here's a, because we're in this direction of this conversation. Here's what I think we do need. I think we need Excuse me. the liberal slash Democrat equivalency of Tucker Carlson and Ben Shapiro for what just to have them exist. I don't think it's going to make just anything to better. Fucking have that. But I'm not trying to make anything better. I'm saying we get those people, whoever those two human beings you have are. Some people like that, like Rachel Maddow. I don't think she's anywhere near the same level. She's as, closer to like a Tucker Carlson type, but she's the really? left version. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'd say that. I'd say she's pretty. Yeah. I think left. John Stewart is getting pretty fucking close to being Tucker on the left. But and I don't mean that in the sense of like he spreads lies or or exaggerate shit. I mean, I think there's some exaggeration in everything he does. But I, I just think because he's become the outspoken, loud left. Yeah, I don't know if I would put him in that category, but. Not quite. I mean, Tucker kind of goes out of his way to exacerbate the shit out of something. I, I just think I just think that, like, if we had if there was an equivalency on the left of the talking heads on the right and, and we hear those voices loud and proud on both sides, we might a be able to have that mirror effect and just be like, oh, shit, you're both wrong because you're both way the fuck out there. You know what I mean? We might be able to have that, but because the right has so many loud voices that can be named and the left doesn't really, I, I, I think that actually helps with that division quite a bit. And also, I want to point this out. There's always been a fucking division. I think, well, there's, there's always th been a political divide. I think it's, it's not worse now. There's less of a demand for those left wing voices, I think, because, yeah, oh, I think, really? yeah, I think so. Oh. I th because. Um, I don't have anything that I can show to back it up right now, but from what I've heard, a lot of left-wing political shows, yeah. podcasts, and things of the sort just don't do as well ratings-wise. 
Well, that's a guarantee they don't do as well rating ratings wise. So those other people, those other folks, yeah, you got all the uh, all, a lot of conservative and senior citizens and stuff who watch all those right programs. Well, because it's easier to digest when somebody says "fuck those people" than the left side of that, who would have to try to make far too many people happy inside an entire group of people What's who the, just um, want to be offended. Was it a Pod Save America? That's kind of like a left left wing. Oh, really? Left left. We're um, pod, oh, podcast, but we're that's we're, the biggest one. But the conservative ones are way bigger. Weren't the Young Turks uh, uh, a Democrat? They're. I wouldn't say they're Democrat necessarily, but oh. they're left wing. Okay, left. They yeah. are left. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, Cenk, Cenk Uger and that, like that's the things. only name of anybody I fucking know on the left. Yeah, that. and I think that. Oh, they're, by the way, that doesn't make me Republican. I'm I think not. that they're they're annoying too. I think they're they exaggerate stuff. It doesn't mean that they don't make any good points at all. But like you know, you can be wrong about ninety percent of stuff and still be yeah. right about ten percent. Right. So it's not like. Not everything Tucker says is a lie. He says some true stuff. It's right. just that there's a lot of weird opinion and stuff mixed in there. And I, I think, I, I think every news channel now and that has ever existed has always had an exaggeration, a bend of truth, uh, um, uh, an exacerbation of or things, a, a an agenda. Yeah, like always getting always. us involved in wars. Like we know for a yes. fact that the. The press did. The propaganda um, war, yeah. Spanish, I, the Spanish-American war was largely started because of the press. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's always happened. Um, I think it always will happen. I mean, there were people pushing pushing yeah. it, but... I think nowadays, though, you have people who are calling that out more, which is why we think about it more. Somebody said to me the other day... Um. Walter Cronkite was a news person you could trust. And I had to stop because my initial reaction was, fuck you. He worked for somebody. No way. But I had to stop and think about it. And like he came from the generation of like news people where people trusted the news. Right. But then I thought about it like. But he also had to report on things like Viet fucking Nam and Korea, and he had to report on like civil rights and shit like that, right? It was they were also, I think back then it was more focused on news and less on opinion. Sure, but I think no matter what, the story had to be written by somebody, and it's a corporation. I mean, if you watch the local news, it's still more news and less opinion. If you watch the ten o'clock news and you like Boston or something, you watch the local news. Um, they also pick and choose what to yeah, show you. They do. They are picky about what they show you. And I, I do. One of the things I do find annoying about local news stations uh-huh. is they always have to have something that is trying to scare you. Yes. So they'll have like they'll cover good stories, like feel good story, like yeah. oh this kid with cancer got this. Right. Uh, John Cena visited yeah. this kid with cancer, <laughs> or they'll have. Um, I was just thinking that yeah. exact thing. Or they'll have a yeah. story There's about some, uh, some something, some murder or some crime, local crime or whatever. Yeah. Have yeah. All these local stories about things going on. Right. But then they'll have like uh, coming up later. Yeah. Is your vitamin killing you? Right. Well, <laughs> it's I mean, like what? That's, that's one of the ways they hook you in yeah. is they they use fear tactics. It's to, like oh, to vit- vitamin D is killing me. I got to stop taking it. Yeah. I'm not going to go into the sun at all. Right. <laughs> But I mean, that's, that's kind of what I mean though. Like 
that is expected out of the news. But at the same time, though, when they go to present that information about vitamin D or whatever the fuck they're going to talk about, you know, that scare tactic, they still word it in the sense of you need to be cautious. And now more and more people are scared of shit they shouldn't be scared of. Yeah. Like, fuck. Didn't the uh, tap water thing start because of local news stations? You mean like fluoride in the water and all that shit? Yeah, I remember yeah. when I, I remember when I was a kid in the '90s. There was always these news stories on the local news about how right. the tap water was dangerous and no good yeah, for yeah, you yeah. and all this stuff. Um, and now we've got this huge problem with fucking bottled water. So millions and millions of dollars are spent on bottled water, and it and in a lot of cases, there's really nothing different about it or your tap water. Yeah. And I'm not saying that factually. I'm saying I'm just saying I wish they would do less of that. I know they're trying to do it. Part of the problem is at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, Uh even if you're presenting news, Uh it's on television and television is meant for entertainment. And unless you're able to gather people to watch your show, you're not going to have advertisers. If you don't have advertisers, you don't make money. Yes, that's right. So that's why you have to hook people in with dumbass stories about vitamins killing you. So here's my here's my question on that. Here's my question on that. Then why is public access dying? Why is public access television and radio? Why is it dying if uh, they're not beholden to any of that it's, shit? It's complicated. Um, one because they it, never had ever since like cable television and, and all that. Uh-huh. They haven't had that big of a reach anyway. Uh, two, obviously, they're streaming. Um, they don't have the access to the same types of uh, tools, and they don't have the resources that larger companies have, or you're, cable news channels, or cable channels, or Netflix, or is, any of those companies. Is for this though, like if you wanted to put on uh, a show, okay, uh, any type of show whatsoever, uh, but you know, if you wanted to do a news program, okay. Wouldn't public access be the place to do it? You can. People do. They're, you know, and then well, just they used back to it up probably not anymore. Media. Yeah, probably they don't. But really they used anymore. to do. A lot of towns still have local news. Well, they all still have to. No, they all have to. They'll put like board of election, uh, board of electors, yes. and the selectmen results and mayoral yeah. mayoral races and and, and uh, board of education and. and uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Ty- Joe's Taekwondo Studio. Yes, exactly. And all that. They'll put all that crap on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they still have advertisers. Know. What? They still have advertisers. Well, yeah, but the but they don't get money for it. Yeah, they do. No. Yeah, they do. What? Yeah. No, actually, Joe's karate cannot I, give on. them money. I applied to work for a I'm not gonna say which one, but yeah. I, I interviewed and almost got hired to work for a new station. Not a new station, sorry, a public access station in Massachusetts. It was a pretty big one. Um, and yeah, part of the job was to get funding. They they get funding. Um, so you'll exchange funding for advertising. Yeah. I don't know what, how the law is regarding that, but you can, yeah, there's gotta be some restrictions. To you that can get, uh, get sponsorships from people and local businesses and all that. In fact, they encourage you to do it because that was one of the jobs as, uh, I forget what the position was called, like program director or something. Sweet. They wanted you to go out and get money you're, for the station. You're telling me the publicly funded yeah, public, they have tax dollars, but they also need, or need extra funding yeah yeah yeah, quote unquote um like it's still like federal law they have to provide that shit like every town has to have public even pbs does fucking donations well yeah yeah, yeah, but pbs is not what people isn't pbs like uh government subsidized um i guess i thought uh pbs was 
a company it's a public broadcasting system PBS. But it's it's a company. Yes, but but it I is thought its that they thing. were like subsidized by the federal government or something. I don't know, whatever. But they, they still do. They maybe were at one point, and they may that they received funding because I remember years ago there was a. Uh, argument between Democrats and Republicans about funding that was going to PBS or something. Like okay. They were fighting over Sesame Street or something yeah. stupid like that. Oh, okay. Of course they're going to yeah. fight over that. Yeah, um, something like that. But, no, yeah, I, but also I can understand why a conservative would fight against PBS, though, because it's it's pretty super liberal bent. Is it? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, because they actually teach what letters are and <laughs> teach kids how to read. I can see how that's pretty. that's pretty liberal. It's pretty... Radical, if you ask me. I think children should not learn how to read. No, it's not. Wow. Today's wait. episode is brought to you by the letter yeah. F. Yeah, yeah, wait Yay! a Wait a Wait a fucking be dismissive there. Um, no, a lot of their programs and a lot of like the PBS made documentaries and stuff like that are done through a certain lens. Everything has a lens to it, man. Like anytime something has a writer, a director, and probably a producer, it's going to have a bend in one direction or another. You can say it's an agenda, whatnot, but it's going to hold Michael Moore in a direction. Is the most unbiased person. <laughs> I've watched all of his films. <laughs> that man is a truth seeker. Okay. Um, all he cares about is the truth. Yeah, that's it. That's it. He is a beacon. Wow. He's a guiding light. Yeah. When was the last time he did a documentary? I don't know. Yeah. It's the first one I thought of, but. I think it's like the only one. Who's as a huge bias? Yeah. No, he's not the only one, but I think so. Like if somebody asked you to do a documentary about something, okay. Um, at the end of the day, after shooting whatever footage, uh, after compiling all the information you would need for the documentary, there are things you're going to have to decide to cut out, right? And sometimes the things you choose to cut out and the things you choose uh, that are important about an event or, or about a time period, it's going to bend in one direction or another based on your own morals and ethics and ideologies. And that's all well, human beings like, are influenced um, For the sake of humor, yeah. the Daily Show used to heavily edit their interviews to make the person look stupid that they were interviewing. Yes. And also they were also left-leaning. Yeah. Actually, the day show is still left-leaning. Yeah. 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 Why does it sound like (laughs) I'm the one who fucking leans more conservative when you are? It's okay. The fuck? You just called me a commie earlier today. Do you want to grow a little mustache or... Feeling a little fashy? Isn't Nick fash in a book? Look at his clothes. That's not a Green Lantern. That's like a, it's a Hydra logo right there. <laughs> so fucked up. Oh, man. I'm going to call you Grayskull. Because of the gray hair. I don't know. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Grayskull. Yeah, 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 yeah. I couldn't think of a color. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, moving back onto topic, I guess. Um, no, I. So you said you said uh, just to touch back on something you said. You said uh, things have gotten worse, or things are more divisive now. And a lot of people keep saying this shit, and I don't think that's true at all. I th- no, well, I, I wasn't I blaming it one hundred percent on the politicians, although they do play into it. What I was saying that I think it's be it's a combination of a lot of things. We've talked about it several times on here about mm-hmm. social media's impact. Yep. 
24 hour news cycle mm-hmm. and all the p- political pundits and the stuff that they're pushing. Mm-hmm. And I think people get like, I never saw that type of stuff. You, there were always people who were active in politics and people who mm-hmm. were politically active, people would protest, get out there and do all this stuff. Right. But the, the Trumpy people, you didn't see that kind of stuff. People waving flags for a specific president. Hold on. That hold is on. weird. Hold on. And and we could probably name off a couple of those specifics like that. But there was always people. People go around and have Bush Bush flags in the car. Bush 20, like like a flag on the back of their Bush truck. Bush 2000. Yeah. Like people didn't do that. That we know of. No, yeah. no. Hold on. Hold on. I, and I want to. No, hold on. And I do want to say. I say people. I mean, lots of people. I don't yeah, mean, yeah, like, yeah. Maybe there was one person driving around. Yeah, with maybe there's some yachts with a George Bush yeah. flag. But yeah, you yeah, see yeah. Trump flags everywhere. You're right. Because right now, visibility of everything people do that is attention seeking is highly visible because every asshole wants to film something, too. Well, that that's that that is part of the reason why we probably see some of that stuff more but i'm talking right. about just witnessing with our own eyes like i well i mean but i drive through it. certain parts of rhode island and you Hold see on. trump stuff everywhere you know you know those stickers the 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 blame biden for uh the fucking gas price sticker thing yeah which okay. by the way i thought i i thought they were funny Even i thought though, they were funny too um but the my point behind that though is one person made that sticker okay yeah. one person put one up and because of social media put out a fucking video of it yeah. Okay. And then a ton of fucking people bought them and put them up everywhere, right? Part of the only reason I thought it was funny if, is the people if, get so upset by the sticker. Well, I understand. Hold on, I'm making a point here. But if that one person who made that first sticker did not have access to flash their shit on the internet on a social media site designed for showing off people's idiocy, other people would not have bought so that sticker. What you're trying to say is if we had Facebook in uh, 1990 that people would have been putting set yes. stickers to. I, I think if we had Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, I'm not, I'm not all saying of that in I, 1990, this same shit would happen. I'm not saying I disagree with you, but I wasn't saying that I was blaming. I was saying social media was also part of the reason why people are like that. I, I know. What I'm saying is I don't believe it has gotten worse. I think it's more visible. And mm-hmm. I think the I same think. thing with racism. I think the same thing with Whoa. sexism. I think the same thing with uh, 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 Wait, you uh, think racism ignoring and treating people with disabilities? You don't like think racism shit. and sexism has gotten better? I'm not saying it's like. I'm not saying that it's it's not an issue anymore, but I'm saying you don't like compared to like 50 years ago. It's, it's no, no. I'm not saying they they haven't gotten better. I just well, you know what? I, I'm gonna say they're they're pretty much the same fucking. You level. think you think there's as um, much sexism today as there was like 50 years ago? Yes. You think their level of racism is the same as it was 50 years yes. ago? Yes. See, I, I would think so. I think that people are, I think racism and sexism still exist. I just, I, but I think there's a lot more people who are. Anti those two things? Not anti. I was going to say, like, there's a lot of men who consider themselves feminists or a lot of men who are more understanding of women's concerns and issues I, nowadays. I think, I think that when more. it comes to racism, there's a lot more um, uh, allies. I think there's a lot, not, uh, there's a lot more understanding for black issues. You see more black representation you see um there's still going to be a loud minority of idiots who get mad anytime there's something going on but i i think that those things have always existed i think we now have greater visibility of those things but i think the 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 majority of people in those two groups okay 
are still treated by the majority of people treated as if they're lesser in some capacity. Um, I, I think that you are right. There's more information out there and there's far more understanding because we have the internet, because people are able to be more visible in those conversations. But I think there is still enough of both of those things that it's going to persist on that it, 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 and it's not necessarily that better or worse because I don't, I don't think racism has gotten worse, um, over the last 50 years. But I also don't think that it's gotten better to the point where we can say I think one we've made strides. You're right. There is more representation, but you also got to remember there were things that happened along the way to create that representation. I think in order like to make this make sense, you'd have to one A define what you mean by racism, that's, two that's define what you mean true. by sexism, and then after that, what what I what I when I say better, what I'm talking about is I think that as a percentage mm-hmm. that less people are sexist and racist and by sexist and racist i mean what i'm talking about sexist and racist because i don't know what yeah. you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah. We would i'm have saying to define people terms. who are actively who actively act out misogynist beliefs or who do sexist things yeah and that's why we'd have to define terms same thing with the racism like I'm not talking about casual racism or ignorance. I'm talking about people who are actively hate people of other races or who actively treat people. Well, I would say there's actually more of those groups, actual groups that actively I'm talking, hate. What do you mean group, uh, groups? I'm talking about individuals. Like I mean, people. 50 years ago, there wasn't the Aryan Brotherhood and the Klan. There was just the Klan. And now we've also got the Aryan Brotherhood and we probably have other races. Well, fucking groups. well when, when did the Aryan Brotherhood come about? I don't know. I thought they came we, out like in the. Let me look it up. I I don't know if they're fifty years old, but they're pretty old. They're the, for yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure too. Uh, Either way, but yeah, I mean the KKK, KKK was a lot bigger in the well. I'm saying the, I mean they've been around since 1800s, so yeah, pretty much since Reconstruction era. Yes. Uh, I'm just saying overall percentage of people. Okay. So you can you can look at it by numbers, but the, the population's also grown. But I'm saying if you were to like per capita look at the number of people per capita or, or based on percentages, I think the number of people who you would classify as one of those two things has gone down. And I think as a society, as a whole, we're obviously a lot less sexist and racist on a whole society as far as the way we treat those people. Um, we have protections for those people. Uh, there's more representation, there's more opportunities. Mm-hmm. We actively try to push women into STEM fields where, you know, that type of stuff. Oh, shit. Uh, 1964. Yeah. I was going to, th- I was going to say, I think it was in the sixties, but I didn't know exactly when. Yeah. Uh, so it's been more than 50 years. Yeah. Uh, they were originally started as a neo-Nazi prison gang. Yeah, a lot. I mean, there's a lot of those things started out as prison gangs. Right. Um, as a way to protect yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. You find some commonality. Well, we're both white, so here yeah. we go. Yeah, whatever visibly we can see about somebody. Um, but my point behind that, though, is like the, that group started in 1964, right? Yeah. In the 60s, during a time where people were talking about civil rights and shit, right? Yeah. When the, people were talking about equal rights for others. And then this group, the and I'm betting there's more. Uh, well, oh, what's the other one? What's the new one that's uh, considered uh, sex? No, that's considered racist. I don't know. 
Uh, no, no, gang? no, you do. No, not a gang. They're a fucking organization of fucking uh, boys. Something boys. The Proud Boys? Yeah, there you go. Uh, they're considered uh, fucking a racist group, too. Don't, I get think into be... the, don't get into the detail about who led them. No, it's not. I think that it's <laughs> there's a difference, though, because they're not. It's not this. I wouldn't put them as an equivalent to like a, to the KKK or the Aryan Brotherhood. They're different. Okay. They're not really a gang. But well, yeah, no, but they are a collection of people who will call the funny, themselves yeah, the by funny a thing was their leader name. was a black guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the thing about it is they also subscribe to, I guess I could say. Well, uh, they don't consider idea. they don't consider it racism. Their conception of it. I I don't what? Because they say it's not about race, they think that Westernism is superior to other forms of society and government. So when they're saying like um, <clears throat> the US, Canada, they're saying our form of government is better. Our form of um, society is better mm-hmm. than other places. So they would say like, I would rather live in Canada or the US than living under like a theologic theolog- uh, theocracy or something or living under a state okay. that has all okay. these other things. So they, they call it Western chauvinism, what they call it. Why chauvinism into that? I don't know. Because that would indicate there is a belief of males being By the way, my, my information women. is out of date because yeah, yeah, I yeah. looked into them many years ago, so I don't know if my information well, is up to so, date on them. So I'm just throwing them in there because like, they're also like on a conservative side of things, or or at least they're also assumed, at least I've seen on the news, that they're assumed I guess you to could be classif- like I would class- and, I guess you would classify them right wing, but I don't know if I'd call them conservative. Okay, then the right wing. Yeah. Whatever. I don't give a shit. It, both of those mean the same shit to me. Um, they do it to a lot of people, but that's why it's confusing because people use terms mm-hmm. that mean something different to another person. You know what I mean? There's a lot of confusion. Yeah, every term can mean something different to everyone. Like people talk about left wing and right wing, but then mm-hmm. people use like liberal and Democrat interchangeably, or they use conservative Republican interchangeably and there's a lot of crossover in a lot of that stuff but they actually mean something different um republicans used to be the more liberal party uh-huh. um what else i mean there's a lot of things that and and there's a lot of there's so, a lot of there's a lot of people who are left-wing that i wouldn't consider liberal so my point behind uh bringing up them and yeah. uh before we get into all that particular kind yeah, of because left-wing doesn't equal liberal all right, cool, man. So uh, before we go further down that, uh, my point behind it was just there's more groups. There are more outspoken groups now, outspoken groups, organizations, gangs, whatever you want to fucking call them. Are there though? There are. There are more now than there were. Uh, and more specifically, a lot of these groups also say from their admission, they're not racist. They just believe in a completely Eurocentric fucking white ideology. Um, Cause there, maybe there were a lot of other like hate, that, hate groups and know about. Yeah. Like that you don't hear about as often. Cause there's, there's a lot of different types of gangs and groups out there. The KKK was just a big one, but there may have been other like hate groups out there that I'm just not aware of. Like there's certain I think the reason why people know about the prod boys is because of the internet. Ooh, yeah, and they also have a loud voice. Like their leader went on and did interviews a couple of times. Yeah, like that's that's not just the internet doing that. I haven't that's heard anything about going. them in a long time. Neither have I. A little over a year, actually. 
uh, since, well, the January 6th thing. Yeah. And apparently there was a bunch of those members who were there. But uh, I would be curious to actually f- get some numbers to see. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I don't know okay. if that what you're saying is necessarily true. I don't because there. I think there's a well, good I mean, chance that the n- the number it, but. the number of groups is is less or the same. I don't know if I think there's some of the more that are visible maybe because of the ease of access that people have to they have access to people because mm-hmm. of social media and the yeah. internet. Well, that that's part of kind of what the point I was trying to make is just like people talk about now things are worse than they were. And I don't believe that's true. Um, I believe people could commit violences against another human being for whatever ignorant reason they have. And it was easier for them to get away with it. Um, at one point, um, you know, there, there's a lot of the MAGA folk who uh, say, the like, yeah, who like to say, uh, make America great again. And it's the again part that always gets me every time because when I ask some folks, what do you mean again? At what point in in time was something better in this country? And people always say kind of the 40s and 50s, maybe even early 60s, right? That time period. If we look at that time period, we still had a fuck ton of people who were homeless, who lived below the poverty line, who did, were not middle class. They always talk about the thriving middle class that we had, but that wasn't even the majority of people in the country. Like, we had a middle class, and we and, and we romanticized the fucking nuclear family fucking, uh, uh, you know, everybody on a goddamn home in the suburbs, but that wasn't the vast majority of the country. Like, so there was no actual time a lot of that where just we were had fucking to do, great. I thought a lot of that was just because of the GI Bill. What the the owning houses in the suburbs? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I mean, that was got, a big contributor. People got factor. back from the war. The government yeah. gave them money and gave them uh, um, scholarships right. for schools. They gave them all these benefits and okay. they used them and and the and, and built the, suburbs. And the non-white folks who also got those benefits still couldn't find a house in the neighborhood because they were told no. Yeah. Right. So they were given this benefit. The government would still back their ability to fucking get a goddamn loan. And yet people still said no because of the color of their skin. There was also educational issues in that time period, too. Uh, let's see. Like every time somebody brings that up and then I, I say that kind of stuff to them and they're like, well, I don't know if that's true. I'm like, there's never been a Listen, point. I would love to learn. How do you survive a nuclear blast by hiding under my desk? <laughs> I would love to, too. Like, how do you avoid radiation by just being under a desk? Anyway, I I also, uh, have you ever seen that clip on uh, the internets uh, of uh, Jeff Daniels uh, from the show Newsroom? Oh, God. Have yes, you, I seen, have. you have seen that clip? I, well, I've watched the show. Oh, you did? Yeah. I never actually watched the show. Is it as good as that clip makes the show seem like? It's good. Oh, great. I know it's I an think, Eric, Aaron well, Sorkin I, I rolled show. my eyes because that particular clip is like uh-huh. played a billion times. It's, it is. It's a famous clip from the show, but I think I've seen it so many times that it's kind of become like eye roll to me because. Blase. Yeah. Like people yeah. bring it up all the time. It's like, yeah, yeah. Well, fucking I, clip. I want to bring it up because I, not only do I agree with what he's saying. Okay. Like I don't, I don't have any idea if the numbers that he gave off were correct or any of that bullshit. But I do know that we used to feed ourselves the propaganda that we were number one in the world a whole lot. So we we were Team America World Police. Essentially, yes. America, fuck Fuck yeah. yeah. All the time for everything. We told ourselves we were the highest education. We told ourselves we were the most industrious. We told ourselves we were the blah, blah, everything number one, right? 
But most of the time in this country, we have not actually been the number fucking one in the goddamn world in a bunch of categories. But we overlook all the categories we're not number one and only talk about the categories that we are. You're right. We have like the no, we're the number one richest country in, a, in the world. But what does that really mean? It really doesn't do anything for any of the people here. And ultimately, it does nothing for anybody anywhere. Well, it depends on what time period you're talking about, because there were um, multiple points in time where you were better off being in the U.S. financially. Well, I, 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 st- I agree right now that you are better off in the United States financially than most other places in the world. I, yeah. I believe that's true right now. But what does that amount to? What does that ultimately amount to? That amounts to saying, if you live anywhere else in the world, come to the United States because you'll have a better life. Yeah. But a bunch of people in the United States, I'm not going to say a majority, but I'm going to say a bunch of people in the United States wishes most of those people would just stay where the fuck they are. I mean, I don't want to. Even though also, we I don't also thrive when there's immigration. I, I don't necessarily disagree with you or, or that you're saying anything wrong, but I don't think it's. We shouldn't also not downplay all the accomplishments. Of, no, no, and I'm like not, especially American yeah, industry, yeah. all of the think of, like think of all the the major brands and companies that were built here. Absolutely, that are all over the world, like Coke, Coca Cola, Disney, Our, Apple, uh, it, Amazon, all these all these uh, businesses. Wasn't like, it an American company that designed the Ford, assembly line? Edison. Yeah. Um, a- absolutely, I agree with all of that, and I believe that that we built a country that allowed all that to happen. Yeah. But even with those things happening, we were still not number fucking one. Dr. Seuss until he was racist. Um, So some things I will say is like educationally. Okay. Like somebody once said, we have the best schools in the world. I'm pretty sure that's never been a thing. Who says that? I've never heard anyone say that. I had an old friend. uh, But long before I joined the service. I've never heard anyone say that. By the way, before anybody starts to call me un-American or something. Oh, we have some of the best universities in the world. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, Before. before What do you mean? There's a bunch of Ivy League schools in this country. Uh Uh-huh. How many other countries have Ivy League schools? Not very many. Because we're the ones who came up with that fucking concept. We still have some of the. uh, Even if you get rid of the. Even if you get rid of Ivy League. Uh huh. We still have some of the best universities in in the world. Well, it also depends on what. There are really about great too. universities in the UK. Yeah, and, uh, and in France, South Korea has Germany. I yeah. bet has some great uh, schools. India, I'm betting has some. But good we schools. still have. Um, um, I'm I'm trying to think. There's a few off the top of my head. Uh, what UCAL? What, what's that? University of California. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, there's lots of research and things Absolute, that are done there. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm betting in every single country we could, they could probably name off a college that is fucking great at something. I mean, I don't, maybe worldwide we could probably set up a fucking thing. And again, I'm, I don't want anybody to walk away from this conversation. You know, the whole 30 or 40 of you that are going to listen to this thinking like, that I'm America un-American. <laughs> Um, I served my country because I believe in my country as much as I do. I was just trying to point I out. I also put it in perspective and context. You were taking a dump on America and I was just saying, hey, it's not all bad. No, no. And I agree with you because uh, why would I serve my country? Why would I join the army uh, if I didn't believe in it? Yeah. And I do believe in it, but I believe in the people of it. I don't believe in the propaganda of it. Um, do I believe in the Constitution? Absolutely. Um, like I, how, uh, absolutely. It's just Funny to me that we uh, have spent more talking about 
politics than we did about the initial subject I wanted to talk about. I, I blame you completely. Well, uh, essentially, all I was trying to say is that a lot of times. Yeah. Oh, do you want to get back on topic? Well, I was just going to bring it up quickly if you wanted to, but just. No, no, I absolutely want to because maybe we can piece this together into two episodes. <laughs> A lot of times, um, <laughs> learning more and doing all the things that we're doing mm-hmm. uh, with the show, but just on my own personal thing. I, I don't know if if my life has necessarily gotten better in some ways. I think you could say objectively my life is better in certain ways, but I don't necessarily feel any better on the inside. And I don't think you will for a while. I think so, there's. So, I still feel a lot so I can, of... I can empathize the shit out of what you're saying, by the way. Because I think it has a lot to do with both of us not only coming to terms with our own understanding of being autistic, but also coming to terms with a lifetime of dealing with certain things and rationalizing and explaining and kind of convincing ourselves that it was something it wasn't. And now that we're really exploring autism more and we're reading more about other people's experiences and we're talking about it more, now we're really gonna now we're really having to face our lives and our behaviors. And now they're not necessarily what we thought they were to a degree. And I think that causes that kind of idea. Now, in the long term, now, like I said earlier, way earlier in all of this, I had the same period of time for bipolar too. And I will say you do come out of it at some point by learning more and by embracing your past a lot more and embracing who you are a lot more. You do come out of it feeling a lot better. You feel more self-assured because you realize you know yourself better. And I think the fact that me and you never truly bothered to get into understanding autism, but it was more of a we just kind of accepted the fact that we were autistic, but we didn't really know what that meant. But now we've gotten into it way, way more for the last 10 months. 10 months, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we started back in February, so 10 months. We've really been getting into autism. We've really been getting into neurodivergency. I think that has forced us in a much shorter period of time to really embrace and to kind of evaluate ourselves more. So I I think you're right. Right now, we don't necessarily feel like we've benefited by knowing, but I, I, I believe we will. And I have seen changes in your own behavior since we've been doing this. I've seen changes in my underwear as well. Yes, you have. Hopefully almost daily. Yeah. Almost. Almost. I'm not one of those weird people who say, change it every day. I'm going through changes. Oh, man. I was about to start singing, waiting on the world to change. No, no. I think uh, I think Black Sabbath's better for this one. Really? Yeah. Opposed to John Mayer? Yeah. Oh, all right. Because I'm going through changes. I'm not waiting for the world to change. I mean, every other autistic is waiting on the world to change. yeah um anyway um so i social progress i mean there's nothing wrong with the conversation we're having because it does in my opinion does kind of tie into this because like well if we're going to talk about we we brought up politics we brought up race and we Uh brought up sexism multiple times yeah during different episodes yeah maybe we should have somebody on to talk about it i think we absolutely should especially because those are topics that me and you give a shit about oh absolutely. we should have on a poc to talk about oh guys got one and well we actually sh- an autistic uh poc we've spoken to many women but we haven't really touched too much on gender issues no women. and i think we should 
I think so we, I think we you know what? Uh, if you were a human being who was listening to this episode, if you are a person of color or an NB uh, or a female or an NB, you are a what? Non-binary. A non-binary. Uh, or if you are an LGBT plus or you're a neurodivergent of some type or you're something I haven't covered yet. If you are different than us in any category whatsoever, reach out to us. Let us know. Let's have you on the show. And let's talk about that. Let's talk about some of those things. Let's talk about gender. Let's talk about sexism. Let's talk about racism. Let's talk about some stuff. Me and Steve want to learn from somebody else. And maybe we can throw a perspective on that you haven't thought about too. But reach out to us, social media somehow, and let us know. I just realized this whole time that the light behind me was way too bright. So I was like, my whole side of my face was bright, white, and pale. Uh-huh. Just turn it down. It doesn't you told matter me, now. You told me not to look at the screen all that much. It doesn't matter now. I tried my best not to. I was to. trying to even out the light because you have one light shining on your face that's farther away. And then one that's yes. closer. Yes. It, like half of my face was like skin tone, tan, and the other half was, was all <laughs> bright white. So on that note and anyway. skin tone, uh, we're going to peace out for today. Uh, y'all, please enjoy the rest of your days. Like I said, give us some feedback. Hulk Hogan says, we hope you deal with your autism, brother. Oh, brother. All right. So have a good day, everybody. Thank you very much.